I should probably introduce the pod. I guess, technically. I got it. Our theme. Our theme. The theme song. It's original. I wrote it. Yeah, Supergiant can't sue us. Super Super who? (laughs) Duper duper giant? I don't know what a duper giant is. Um, Uh, I know that I'm just a brilliant songwriter. And you're welcome. You're you're welcome to to a (laughs) that that would just be a mab. Everything is just gender. All, all musics are bastards. Ba- assigned music <laughs> at bastard. Everything is just everything. <laughs> Jesus Butler was right. Everything is gender. That's what that book was about, right? Uh, how everything is gender. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anger, sexual lust, the sorts of things that you experience when you're playing a video game. All these concepts originated with Karl Marx. That's right, folks. You're listening to AGAP. All gamers are bastards. Uh, the only podcast that cannot be sued because we have diplomatic immunity. Um, so, so we can just steal music. It's fine. Whenever we are recording this yep. podcast, we are suspended above all countries and territories. Um, so you can't find us. Just try. <laughs> Yeah, we're in kind of the lower <laughs> stratosphere. That's where we. That's come get, where we do come it. Come get me. Uh, yeah, what are you? What the fuck are you gonna do? We're we on got, a we're on a hang glider, just kind of <laughs> <laughs> soaring, soaring through the air, <laughs> recording. That's the only way to. That's the only way to record a podcast. Uh, I'm your host Kay, and I'm joined as always by my hang gliding comrade Kyle. I get, how I you doing? It's po- it's pod in time. I'm good. So, we're. I'm just. Ha- I, I'm excited to talk about a real video game. I mean, we've we've covered some good ground already with uh, your landlord simulator, which has since been covered in Vice, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, I saw an article oh. about it. I did not read it. <laughs> um, That's the best approach for a Vice article. <laughs> yeah, most of the time, it's just it, it's a headline. I'm sure. I'm sure it was very good. Um, I'm sure it's very interesting. I don't have time, but uh, no, I'm doing well. Yeah, how how are you? How are you doing? Ow! I'm gonna bit my bit my my cat. Oh no! <laughs> Does how is there a cat up here in the hang glider? In the he, Otis is my audio producer, um, so he's on the ones and twos. Oh okay, I see that makes sense. Whoa! Hey, so I just had to dodge a seagull there up here in the sky. Um, <sighs> I'm not sure if seagulls would be in the lower stratosphere or not. This was a very ambitious seagull. Um, I've probably mentioned on the pod <laughs> he's, before. He's, my al- city, he's also podcasting. He's also podcasting. Um, my city has very muscular seagulls that don't fear death, so they're probably up there. Um, yeah, I'm good, though. Um, I Yeah, I'm also excited to talk about a good video game. Uh, but before getting into that, I want to talk about um, something dog shit because before we bring the good times we bring the pain that's really the the format here um yeah and we love to make you sweet precious tiny baby listener um suffer yeah no pain no pain no game 
That's what they always say. It's about video games. Yeah, it's no pain, no gain. It's about video games. Um, so you you probably know this. You still can't fucking buy PS5s or whatever the new Xbox console is called. Uh, the Xbox <laughs> Special Man. Um, <laughs> the 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 Xbox um, 420. <laughs> oh, based. I I'd buy that. I I have never bought a Microsoft product video game console thingy, but man, I'd I'd probably get that one. Yeah, because it's like weed. It's yeah. Isn't there a color green as well? Like there. Oh my god, they're so, so set up for that. Microsoft, <sighs> come on, come on, make it so. Come on, um, come on. Yeah. So yeah, you can't buy them. You can't buy them. Uh, if you go to a store, they'll give you a big fat out of stock uh if you go on their online shop there'll be a, an even bigger fatter out of stock um and a big part of why that is uh, obviously covid has disrupted supply lines all over often in mm. unpredictable ways but a really big part of it regardless of covid or in fact compounding the problems severely caused by covid is a semiconductor shortage that is largely caused by crypto miners uh and, and the increased demand for like graphics cards for them to use for their stupid fucking mining rigs um so now there's a semiconductor shortage and you need those for a, most computing related stuff you know uh, you need them for consoles you need them for uh, uh components for uh computers you need them for a lot of vehicles and stuff um uh probably fancy kitchen appliances i don't know they get pretty snazzy you need semiconductors and the ridiculous bitcoin bros um massively fucking the environment so that they can have made up money and feel smart and special uh they they are making sure that you can't get a playstation and you can't play um demon souls with your mates so take it out on them <laughs> yeah yeah, there. It's really the like, um, uh, precious jewels and gemstones collectors of our contemporary moment. The kind of people who will like, you know, blow up a mountain and suck up all the stuff inside of it, mm -hmm. and then use all of the energy from that stuff to wreck other shit, and then you know, adorn adorn their like ugly houses with their <laughs> like little collectible like thingies and like basically to, like to do like like minecraft capitalism or whatever the fuck it is these like crypto bros do yeah it's just like i want to sit down with my uh apparently i have stern dad face and it helps oh, totally when I tell people not I, I oh good okay good confirm it helps when i tell people not to do things or you know you know that it helps me advise accordingly, and I would like to give a stern talking to, um, to everyone who's doing this thing, um, not not just in defensive video games, but mostly in defensive video games, uh, and say just just look at yourself. Um, if you have to do the thing to where, uh, you base your whole personality off of uh, having money to turn into other money. Um, could you at least have the decency to uh, uh, let people enjoy uh, hanging out with uh, their friends, the Chocobos and the Mario Twins, um, 
just like fuck off. But yeah, it, it is it is this just ridiculous sort of stage of capitalist development we're at where materials that go into a lot of important things um probably theoretically more important things than video game consoles but i i can't think of any off the top of my head um are are being instead uh, directed towards basically this like made up scam currency that doesn't really do anything or you know it, it to the extent that you can say our current like mainline currencies exist these somehow exist even less they're even more made up mm -hmm. um and they have a more bizarre cult around them uh mostly made up of dudes who want elon musk to to fuck them or whatever they want i don't really understand i've seen a lot of fan art that makes me think they want elon musk to fuck them is that send send into the podcast email um <laughs> If that's what you want, I don't know what you want. I don't know what'll make you mm -hmm. stop. Does Elon Musk have to fuck you? Is that how we can get PlayStations again? Is that Can we all just let you all all you guys lie down in a row and he'll just like walk across your genitals one by one? If if that happens, can I get Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, well that fix it because like i i don't know i mean it seems like he could be we could probably talk him into it i feel like i could talk that guy into a lot of shit yeah he, he <laughs> seems like profoundly fucking stupid uh, you could probably talk him into yeah. anything so like just let us know what needs to happen and i'm sure we can we can we can figure something out um because i'd like to play i'd like to play demon souls personally yeah enough enough of the, this this high-minded nonsense all right let's talk about a video game talk about uh, this this game right uh by no big deal just like one of the best devs in the business right now uh called super giant games who have made bastion transistor uh motherfucking pyre and motherfucking pyre. motherfucking pyre every time they make something it slaps incredible amounts of ass and this is probably their best game like, as much as I love those games, this one's, like, better by a lot, which is a significant <laughs> statement from me. Um, yeah. We're talking about Hades. You know it. You love it. It's Poggers. Um, it is, uh, if you somehow don't know it, it's a roguelike. Um, but it deviates from roguelikes in a really big way um, in that there's this really intense focus on storytelling and, and character development in a way that when I think of other, like, big roguelikes I really enjoy, like Binding of Isaac or Slay the Spire, um, that's just not a big part of those games. That's not really what makes those games good and fun. Um, but managing to marry their sort of narrative style, uh, with the mechanics of a roguelike so effectively on their first try crazy these people are fucking mutants they're too good at this and someone should be yeah, keeping an eye all on of them. you for the record you are all absolute spooks we're on to you this game is an fbi op 
to try and get me to just sit and play Switch. And to do so, like, I have no regrets about any of the, <laughs> like, unbelievable amount of time I've already dumped into. We both in this house have dumped into this game. Yeah. Um, and it is because it is so artfully constructed to where you are, like, I am constantly incentivized to continue playing this game. And it's because, and I'm, re- I'm not rewarded by, like, this cheap sort of, like, I'm not rewarded with this sort of, like, cheap jouissance kind of overstuffed, like, feeling of just, like, finding, you know, my dopamine button and just laying on it for a little <laughs> while. Yeah. And I'm incentivized by these, like, this really beautiful storytelling, very relatable storytelling, mm-hmm. and also being a total classic classic geek. So I, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, like Achilles like his boyfriend's got to be in here somewhere and sure enough there he there was is. and i'm like i i must i must play matchmaker and reunite them. and you can uh, like you see them uh, and you see this problem and then it's just like oh by the way we we, we thought of that get in there sort this shit out yeah. come on oh god it's just it's it's really uh it's a it's a very like 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 it, it's masterful because like clearly just the like the people who made this game love this game yeah and they clearly loved making it actually this is one of the big things that they were getting a lot of praise for at the time because i think the the full release of the game um coincided somewhat with cyberpunk 2077 uh, or or at least with a lot of the stories of all the bullshit and the crunch that was Mm. happening in those games um, so a lot of people were, were sort of going out of their way to be like, hey, Supergiant made like this really beloved game that's winning all these awards. And they, you know, quite famously have like, you know, reasonable conditions. They aren't uh, pulling this like really egregious crunch over time and stuff. And, you know, yeah. people have holidays and are able to take their fucking holiday. They're encouraged um, to do so. In fact, it's not like one of those things where there's a. Uh, they have the holidays, but there's like a corporate culture where you're not really supposed to be taking them and shit like that. Um, and yeah, props to them. Yeah. Like it, it's it's such a sh- fucking st- it's bullshit that this is something that anyone should even get props for. But in such a toxic industry, just like doing the bare minimum of 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 of, of treating your workers like human beings to some degree, like cool yeah that makes me feel better when i play the game like it it makes a difference yeah it seems to be the very simple idea of especially when you're developing something like 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 when when you're developing a video game to be completely less or when say you're like making a film you are following the pacing and the needs of the people who are working on it um it's a very simple way to run a workplace um, and it doesn't have to be revolutionary because it's not yeah. in many ways. You can have a very decidedly not revolutionary, say, hierarchical, unnecessarily hierarchical, uh, like, like non, you know, not, not democratic workplace, um, not fully democratic, not, you know, but at this, by, at, at the same time, still check that box very easily by just like, Hey, so like this big thing is happening, and like, so how's everyone doing? Uh, who needs to work from home? Okay, you do that for as long as you need to. Um, who's comfortable? Okay, and then we'll touch base on all of this and see what everyone thinks. And following, like, just just, just do that. 
it's not it's not it's not and and like and as you like you you i think you you place the very important part right at, at the front which is that like they made an incredible video game. it's so good like like <laughs> it's it's like overwhelmingly good yeah it's so much better than the game the cd project red barely shadow that doesn't fucking work after treating its workers like fucking dogs for months maybe years uh, uh through this development process um and i think that's the, the thing that really stands out it's like yeah you don't have to do this to make a good game obviously like the scale of this game is not the same as cyberpunk 2077 but neither is the amount of people they have working on it like if they had a studio the size of, of what cd project red has you know you'd expect them to be able to make a game of a, a bigger sort of like technical scale um so it's pretty clear that you don't need to do this. In fact, it's a pretty well-established fact that um, beyond like a certain amount of hours per day that you get out of a worker, like their productivity plummets. Because people can only do shit so much. Various studies have found that the average employee is only productive for three hours a day or an average of 12 and a half hours per week. Um, and that's not just because they you know, are just sitting on their ass not doing anything the rest of the day, but rather it's because there's really, there's quite a finite amount of good work you can get out of people. Um, people get fucking tired, like, a lot faster than you'd think. Uh, especially with something that is more, um, either very physically or very emotionally or very uh, mentally taxing, like, uh, you know, hard physical labor or uh, customer service or... Uh, fucking coding, uh, you know, respectively to those different sorts of exhaustion. Um, mm -hmm. Like, your your returns after the first few hours just start to diminish quite aggressively. And when you've got stories of people working these, like, fucking ridiculous, like, 12, 14-hour days trying to get this fucking game out, no wonder it's broken and fucked up when it comes up. Like... What if you're fucking 11 hours into a shift and, you know, this is your previous shift was the same length. Uh, so you hardly got any fucking rest in between. How good how good of a job are you going to do? You know, what are the odds that you miss shit when you're putting this game together that cause knock on problems that that result in like a buggy fucked up mess at release? Like it's there's this mentality from a lot of capitalists, of course, because they're encouraged to think this way that workers are effectively another piece of machinery and if you just have them turned on for longer then they produce more of the product but that's not really how human beings work and it's it's you're you're really fucking with the people who work for you for very little return in reality there's 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 a reason why people do better in jobs often where they're is a sort of like there's there's a there are various sort of like elevations in their in your pacing throughout the day or throughout the week that has a lot of intense stuff concentrated in sort of like bursts throughout the day and like I mean so much of what we do we don't doesn't need to exist anyways that we have to spend so much time in meetings and so otherwise like really we could probably in the vast majority of our jobs work for five hours a day and still get a lot of the things that we needed to to get accomplished if we had 
the resources we need, at least in all the white collar work that I do, everything I needed to get done, I could get done in half the time that I was supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. But then you have to like walk the balance between productivity and not being productive. Yeah. When like really across the board, if we just like extracted the profit motive from so much shit then we could all spend time just making music and video games and stuff like that yeah and and what chill. got made would be better as well like yep the 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 profit motive you know obviously capitalists like to jerk off the how the how the the profit motive is motivation enough to to spur all this great innovation and stuff and it it, it spurs certain kinds of innovation but i'll tell you right now not artistic innovation not not a fucking bit um and i mean this is a this is a really big part of uh of marxist ideas that people don't always have a really good grip on is that marx was one of the first people to say that like yeah uh, capitalism develops these really important technologies uh and and sort of creates these certain productive conditions out of which um oop i just broke a hairband i was playing with um, out of which, uh, you know, the conditions to move on to another economic system develop because capitalism does stuff. It does important stuff uh, and it moves society to another stage, but it reaches a point and I, you know, we're, we're far past that point and people kind of refer to this as like late capitalism where the time has come and gone for it to move, to, you know, to get off the stage and move for the next stage of like human societal development. Because the good that it can do has been done. Um, but it it's still here. <laughs> it's just kind of this, this thing that should not still exist that is insisting on continuing to exist. And as it drives to, to find more and more sort of to do with itself, uh, it just gets more like preposterous as it you know, tries to uh, extract new... Um, new profit out of places that it hadn't before and that is why you might notice uh, a lot of art uh a lot of the industries around art are just getting like more and more bizarre and shitty let's talk about the fucking frankfurt school let's do it um because come on like so this is like this is like culture industry 101 shit mm -hmm. in the best way. It's really useful to help people understand how there's this there's this idea. It's a Taylor Adorno, Max Horkheimer's essay, The Culture Industry, uh, very often assigned um, in uh, uh, undergraduate and graduate level uh, theory classes for history students in particular, but also read widely sort of on the left um, is this idea that like there are particularities in the aesthetic manifestations of capitalism that are not just like that, that, that don't just sort of like occupy people's times and social spaces um, for the, you know, the, per, the, per, the, the, for, for, for the sort of like aim people toward the centers of um, the, uh, uh, a, a, an in, an industry that is working in tandem with the mass production of cheap consumer goods as the center of the mode of production rather than the sort of industrial production um, that came before it. Rapid changes, 
cha- uh, created basically what led to this like what the reason why we have what we do nowadays is because the same culture industry of the uh 1950s and 1960s um that was sort of what 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 at the time and what would go on to become the culture industry that Adorno and Horkheimer are referencing nowadays is like mutant like monster fucking like a nuclear version of to where it's just like all of the same sort of like this real cultural wasteland uh, as a uh, like a, a mass cultural monopoly through this just kind of like legitimizing legitimizing of real refuse crap culture and just putting it everywhere in front of you all of the time at any given point like mm-hmm. this like this is this this is all like this this is what this is what capitalist production does to culture it um reduces it like culture exists in many ways downstream from the mode of production this is a that's a simplification sort of the gramscian understanding of how culture functions it's a vast simplification i think for how it works i think there's been a lot of there has been a ton of revision and updating to talk about the production of sort of ideology and its manifestations in culture but this is you know to put it simply sort of how it works um as a result of this there's like so much crap Mm -hmm. um everywhere (laughs) and we have to constantly like there's a reason why doing cultural critique online is something that resonates with people is because i think we get this sense that we're just constantly being plagued with all of this garbage all of the time constantly constantly yeah all sort of linked together to like that event like eventually everything is just going to be ready player one and like all of your friends are have come bugs bugs bunny optimus prime and eugene debs have come together to take on the decepticons and uh like just this weird like fever dream it's the it's the fucking looney tunes uh the space jam movie Ugh, yeah that's just like it has like the 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 rapist from clockwork orange yeah what the which, fuck like, i can't remember <laughs> did we ever confirm that was real or not uh, actually yeah to be fair i yeah we saw this online we haven't seen the movie because we're adults um so yeah. i don't know that that feels like it can't be real but <laughs> Everything is so grotesque now. I don't know, man. Yeah, if they own it, just put it in, right? Like, just <laughs> let it go. Just like, just, just sure. Okay, just like, yeah. Let's we'll 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 do a, a Kubrick joint. You know, Doctor Strange Love is hanging out with <laughs> Tweety Bird, or whatever. Just <laughs> like this is, it, it it lacks logic, but that's it's sort of internal logic. This is this idea of a culture industry. Um, and it's sort of what the 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 sort of more heavy-handed you know for better or worse parts of the frankfurt school is just really what they were trying to say yeah um and it matters a lot when it comes to you know space jam and stuff (laughs) someone in my discord pointed out that judas and the black messiah is put out by warner brothers so hypothetically it's possible that you could see fred hampton or william o'neill in a a future space jam film and uh can can fred can fred hampton can we just can we just like 
can we just dress up a, a, a biopic about Fred Hampton as Space Jam and just <laughs> market it that way? <laughs> yeah, this was Judas and the Black Messiah 2. This time he's back and he's going to shoot some hoops. <laughs> yep, and then he's going to but he's going to defeat the monsters. Oh man, I feel bad for even like saying these words aloud. I feel like I've I've given voice to something deep deep in the darkness. It's just kind of how it goes. Like well, we have to deal with this. We've been we 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 exist within we exist on we we're running on the hamster wheel of late capitalist realism that just like it's just like a, it's just like a it's just like a screen in front of us that just has like like all of your favorite characters all at once are all hanging out and we're just like running barefoot with like our feet like being <laughs> destroyed like we have no skin left on our feet just bleeding or whatever and I'm just like yeah I'm like yeah uh, the two people I don't like are fighting on Twitter. It's it's like, feminism that Lola Bunny has smaller titties <laughs> now, or what? I don't I don't know what the problem was. Oh, uh, oh, it was that someone shared around like a fan artist version of Lola Bunny with huge cans, um, and uh, said I think a lot of people got. Tr- I think it was that this is what they stole from you, but uh, it was. I think that person was being unironic, but they ended up accidentally being ironic because they posted fan art. But I don't think they were joking. I don't know. This is getting too meta. I yeah. Anyway, all of this is to say <laughs> that in in like a cultural environment like this, there's always something so refreshing when there's you know whether it be a game or a movie or whatever. When you know a a, a piece of art is made that it it just feels like it was what the people making it wanted to make and it isn't this Frankenstein of a bunch of dudes in boardrooms trying to, you know, focus group their way into a successful product. And that's really, I think, a big part of the appeal of Hades compared to a lot of, like, AAA games that have come out recently. In in, in a meaningful sense, is one of the better depictions of uh, uh, religion and classical antiquity as well. Not in terms of, like, it's, like perfect accuracy to the primary sources but in its ability to um capture sort of the the feeling of pre-mono monotheistic religious traditions which are so much more personalized and that manifest themselves not just in like not just in the sort of the sources the mythologies the religious practices the cults you know lowercase c not the big scary ones themselves (laughs) but uh um, like a cult was just oftentimes like people you hung out with. Like yeah, ISIS had one, and you'd be like, "These are my my friends," and we're in there. It's like, "Oh, cool." That's you know, religion just meant very different things, you know, before monotheism. But like, like it it, it it's this. It, it captures something that I always found really interesting, in contrast to my very strict monotheistic upbringing. Um, a a, t- a kind of religious world that maps more evenly onto the sort of sociocultural world of humanity almost that almost as if that regardless of your view on either of those things that they're inexplic- inextricably intertwined with one another mm-hmm. um and thus warrant like centering them in the way that we try and understand how people see the world um and so i find really compelling 
this very personal, very, there's a lot of, in the characters in these games, there's a lot of resentment and anger and a lot of hashing stuff out before you like beat the ever living tar out of each other. Of course, I'm talking about tons of spoilers, by the way. Yeah, we're going to spoil all um, this shit. We're doing it. Yeah, I have to. Uh, The the final encounter between you and Hades and how when you repeat these encounters, um, gaining abilities, gaining strength, gaining knowledge mostly, which like, you know, with like all all the sort of like the roguelike dungeon crawler kind of stuff, it's all about improving your strategy. Um, And then with Hades, constructing builds, which just like, oh God, it's like fucking, it's so addictive. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like just, just, oh, I just like, okay, I want to build, I want a good build for everything. Yeah. Uh, It's like, it's like Pokemon, like collecting, (laughs) like the collecting strategy, but like, God damn. And how they are able to then implot narrative um, across this sort of like, what could be very depersonalized but becomes so incredibly personal with like the way that you gather boons and like how everyone has their own like you know particular personalities that's very you know you know that sort of captures you know the the essence of their character as a you know a religious deity or whatever um a lot of them are very hot yeah they're they're pretty like much all if, fine as hell. That's it's that's yeah. <laughs> I I have I am uh, uh, Dionysus is my boyfriend. Um, um yeah, good good record. pick for sure. Um, that's just like you know the heart wants what the what the heart wants. I I, I tried giving all the gifts to Achilles as much as I want. I wanted. Oh man, I'm such a fucking nerd. But I got excited. I'm, at first, I, I see Achilles, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, yes!" It's like a a a a, a, fr- a friend of Elton, um, uh, a fellow a fellow a fellow traveler, um, queer icon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by by King, we stand um, forever. Um, and I'm like, oh, honey, of course. Like, yes, please. Here, let me let me lavish this, you know, strong man with gifts. I mean, it's just like real life, right? RPG. <laughs> I, I love this game for escapism to where I can see a hot guy and just be like, do you want things? Here you go. <laughs> so I, I love escaping my real life. Yeah. Um, but uh, and at one point he's just like, oh, I, I really appreciate all these gifts, but I'm taken. And I'm like, yeah, you are, bitch. I'm so excited. Where is he? <laughs> he's like, he's somewhere around here. I'm like, I knew it, <laughs> motherfucker. Goddamn this game. Again, this game. My FBI handlers are howling at this op to just get me to play and talk to just like totally turn into like like a 16-year-old again playing this very fun, very also very well-written. Like this is like there are so many shitty books that people read that I would like them to not read and instead play this goddamn video game to f- see good writing. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah, the the writing is so fucking good and I really I love the way so minor spoilers um the way this game there you know there's a lot of stuff that goes on in this game. There's kind of like a main story thread and you reach a point where if if you're a normal person and not some kind of freak who's great at video games all the time you're probably going to take quite a few tries before you beat uh before you beat the game before you beat Hades you beat your run through uh hell for the first time 
Um, and after that, you'll start to find that you are drip-fed these little bits of plot, because you can only stay on the surface for like a few minutes. Um, so you go and you do some stuff on the surface, and you get little bits of what's going on, and then you have to go back and do it again. So it yeah. it did a great job at writing in the sort of repeating of the roguelike um, in a way that was totally narratively satisfying. And it, it keeps you coming back for more. Like, I know... I used to... I don't read a lot of fiction anymore, but I used to read tons of fiction. And I know that when... Yeah, you know, when a book is good, and you're just like... You know, it's fucking 3 a.m., you need to go to sleep. It's just like, one more page. One more page. And you... You know, and then the fucking sun's coming mm -hmm. up. Um, yep. And this game really feels like that. It's like, you get this... You just get another tidbit every time you beat Hades. And, and you're just like... I need to fuck. I need to just just one more time, one more run through the game, um, because it's such a compelling, like emotional story. It'll make you cry. It's really fucking great, um, and it's got it's got basically you have two mothers in the game, and they're both way too hot, and it's gonna really create like a bit of a Freudian <laughs> situation for a lot of you. Um, yeah, if you're into the ladies, it's there's. Man, if you're into the ladies, there is some. T t take, mommy's here. Take your pick. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, I just like. I know. I I have plenty of discerning taste, and I'm just telling you, y'all are gonna be fine. My God. Um, My God, folks. <laughs> folks. My God. <laughs> no, it's like. I, I there's the thing I appreciate the most about Hades is that it really like ev everyone I know who has also really enjoyed it has comments on the absurd amount of time that they spent on it, and this is a very like that I I think I think video game the video game industry like most industries, um, has always been but in particular now is incredibly exploitative. Mm -hmm. We spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about like how uh, video games are teaching young children how to gamble and stuff like that. It's like yeah. through like uh, th <laughs> through brainwashing and repetition. It's it's horrifying, and we're completely desensitized to the to it mm -hmm. to the point to where we literally started a podcast to make fun of <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, like like that's how far this whole shit has gone, and it's very refreshing to get to the point. To where I'm playing a video game that is 100% trying to entice me into it. It has within the game a cycle built that is trying to get me to play it more. And I don't feel exploited. I don't. I feel incentivized. And I feel rewarded in a absolutely productive way. Video games can absolutely be good culture. Mm -hmm. And Hades is a big part of the... And they still can be. And Hades is a big example of that. That's like a lot of praise, but I really mean that. Yeah. Because this is an this is an industry that like you know, like part of the reason why again we have the podcast in the first place is because we're of the age of people who like we're like the second second third ish generation to where video games like came into people's homes. Um like and it was just a, a ready, more readily a part of people's lives. Still niche for a while, but like it had become, it had entered like into sort of like the popular zeitgeist, for lack of a better term. And that's when shit really starts to get, you know, 
for like again more lacks of better terms exploitative and uh there's a lot of cash grabs that goes on when children are involved it's really messed up yeah um and so it's nice to be able to say like it, to be able to say with confidence is like this is a, a well-made game that was made with a lot of care um and under at the very least like humane working conditions um that is it i don't feel like haiti haiti's like we paid for it like a good but like for the amount of time that we've put into this game too a very very good price for oh it. my god yeah we paid for the game and it's not going to come back and say oh surprise there's a bunch of dlcs oh surprise the game it's it's ours i feel like i own it and like i just and it's just like play me more i'm not gonna fuck you over i'm not gonna somehow get more money out of you you already bought you bought me i'm a piece of art enjoy it and to be able to relax like that while playing a video game is like it sucks that that feels rare but you know like we, we're living in fun times. Yeah, it, it is depressingly refreshing to, to play a game and feel like it respects you and that as yeah. the audience and doesn't see you as just like a hog to like get a little bit more fucking money out of. Um, I just, before we, before we move on to the bastard, uh, there's just a thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, you mentioned earlier about, about how, you know, it's not, a, it's not, necessarily like super uh uh true to the you know the source material uh with a lot of these like greek myths um and I, that's something that i i find really interesting about it because there when it when it came out there were like the usual like hack clickbait you know capital c content things about it like oh is this like accurate greek mythology or whatever um yeah and i find it so interesting because obviously even greek mythology as we know it should highlight that that's that's not even really a thing you know you go to different fucking cities uh in ancient greece yeah. and you're gonna have totally different stories different versions of stories um and then the, what we know of them now is is sometimes pieced together from different places who who have different takes yep. on them to the best that we can. Um, so in a way, I would say that the, the, the places where it diverges from the quote source material is the truest to the source material because it it makes it something of its time and place, which is what those were. Interpretation. Yeah. I com I completely agree with that. I think it in it in and of itself makes it that's really what makes it better history. Yeah. Than something that tries to capture like what it's really a pastiche of sort of like not of incomplete source fragments from various geographies and time places like problematic 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 bad history mm -hmm. to try and go one for one for that instead you try and capture an understanding an essence and this is how you try and bring if you're going to if you're going to use it to do popular history especially like Bring, like they're not trying to do specific regional depictions of the certain of one breakaway like f cult of Dionysus that you know had these it, precisely as you're saying these certain these, these little sort of like variations in liturgy or like sort of like social practices or whatever no they're not gonna, they're they're gonna instead build an interesting world and do their best to capture some kind of an essence. Um, the gestures, 
into like that's always going to be better history 10 out of 10 yeah completely yeah, agree very well said. Yeah, because th these myths aren't, you know, there's not a the book, uh, which, you know, contains yep. within it, uh, you know, all, all, all the sort of details of, of the history and, and the beliefs of this thing. It's the... the Not that you guys are going to look at it anyways. No one can see that book. No one can no see one can that see. book. No one it's can mine. see that book. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, but yeah, these, especially these sort of, uh, yeah, pre, pre-Christian... Uh, systems of belief and stuff they were so it, it, it was so much of a, a social they were socially kind of constructed and 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 reproduced in in such a way that yeah i i definitely think just the not not even the content but the method by which they've been represented in this game i think are, are so true to that process yeah so much of, so much of doing good popular history is more about that yeah than it is about quote-unquote accuracy which is this thing that a lot of people who tell me they're big history buffs are kind of obsessed with and i i always have to go buddy um you're talking to the wrong you're you're talking to a weirdo let's uh <laughs> let's tango yeah you're you're and not a fucking like... history buff um in my view if that's <laughs> your approach to history you're just someone who likes to collect facts because it makes you feel clever yeah His yeah. yeah i don't want to be you don't want to. You don't want to be a buff. You be a historian. I'm, I mean, history. History was obviously such a, a a massive part of like Marxism. I feel like that's probably got a little bit to do with the completely bonkers way that we're often invited to to interact with history, unless you're like actively studying it, uh, at like you know, at like a certain level, which is not good. Or yeah, just like the popular public conception of history not not as in conception of particular historical events but as in their conception of history as like a method and a field yeah history the historia historiography the philosophy of his yeah that, that's our this is our college word for the day the word is historiography yeah. this is a word that is i know many people who study history uh who fucking hate this uh, pronouncing that word for the first you know 30 times that they do it uh uh welcome um fair listeners um, i <laughs> it's the philosophy the, i would i would again. pronounce it historiography so if, if you like that better you can do that yeah the philosophy of historical writing uh and it, it's about the various ways and the various methods and the various sort of philosophical ideas that go into writing and creating history because as i'm fond of saying um because it's something that i just i completely understand why people don't think about it but it's still funny to me as you know a historian history does not exist outside of human consciousness history is not this history is not like you're not mining for history in Minecraft. Let's go get the history and put it in my bag, and then I'll make hist more history. Like we come up with it and we write it, and we like humans make it, not just in like we lived and that's what the history is. I think that's what people think people mean when they say that. No, like as in we also write it. Like so, it doesn't exist outside of our consciousness. We and so in in and of itself. History is an exam is an examination and an exemplification of human agency. Yeah, it's so important to understand that history does not describe all the things that have happened. History describes the human act of 
recording and understanding and interpreting things that have happened. It's, it's a, a, a fully subjective thing. There's no true objective singular history. Uh, obviously, there are the events that actually happened, but you can't record that. You can't, you can't put that onto paper. It has to go through historians. It has to go through, through research. It's just, history is like, it's just, it's the Chad of discipline. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, because if you're, if you're really going to do, like, if you're really going to do history, the greatest secret is that history, like, if you really want it to be, if you believe in yourself, it can be all of the things. Yeah. It can be all the disciplines. And if you're someone like me who has terrible at making up their mind, uh, it was always like, it was meant to be. Mm, baby. Play <laughs> you you know uh, uh that's honestly i think you put that so well because like i'm i'm studying history specifically because there was like five different things i wanted to do and it was like i can't fucking pick one but history is it just feels like such an all-encompassing thing and just like a practice that is relevant to the interests that drew me to those five things in the first place that like yep just do history exactly it's a good way of writing yeah and um, let's do a quick bastard then. Let's do a cheeky little bastard of the week. Um, the bastard of the week this week is Sony. What's up, Sony? You little, you nasty little motherfuckers. So, uh, Sony, who you know they suck ass for a lot of reasons, um. But the reason that's relevant this week is it recently came out that they're going to stop supporting the PS3 and the PSP uh, through the PlayStation Network, um, which wouldn't be a huge deal on its own, except uh, all of the, I mean, I'm pretty sure all consoles um, have a, uh, uh, shit, sorry, what do you call it? A, uh, uh, fuck. Sorry, cut this out. <laughs> right. Cock and balls. <laughs> All consoles have a clock, clock battery. Batteries. All consoles have a clock battery. I had to look at your I had to look at your DM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I'm like, I don't fucking remember. Yeah, it's it's like CMOS is like the, the acronym for it. I was like, what the fuck's it called? Clock battery. <laughs> so I decided I decided to describe genitalia. That just is it's been a All long. consoles just have a big old dick. No, um, all <laughs> uh, consoles and uh, your you know your PC as well they have clock batteries. Now it's not like a big deal uh, if one goes out. If it's in your PC, you just replace it. It's not expensive, but it's a bit more tricky with a console because obviously these companies have control over the hardware. Uh, that's sort of a problem with consoles. Consoles are kind of a fucking scam. Uh, so the thing is. The clock battery needs to interact with the PlayStation Network. Otherwise, it, it basically functions as a sort of DRM in PlayStations. So if the PlayStation Network isn't there anymore and you have some problem with your clock battery, your games are gone. You cannot play your games. In fact, you can't even play your physical games in PlayStations in this situation. And I think that this has just kind of highlighted a big problem um, one with like uh you know preserving media 
in a in industry where they're constantly trying to incentivize you to buy the new thing, especially when you're remaking games like you know, if if some of the biggest PS3 games have PS5 remakes like Demon Souls, then we don't really want you on the PS3 with a game you bought, you know, fucking however many years ago. We're not getting any new money out of you. We want you getting on the PS5 if you want to play Demon Souls now. And um, that's really built into the way uh, that these fucking uh, consoles are designed. They are very much designed in a way where they have a limited lifetime. Uh, a lot of old consoles, um, they just don't fucking work anymore. Just parts of them, you know, have aged out and you can't really replace it. And um, Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's really... There's, there, there's, I mean, there's no, there's no other way to put it besides that it's, a, it's an anti, it's an anticipatory move, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, after a while, they know that there has to be some sort of an expiration date that they set on these things because otherwise, people are, there, there's too much of a, they've produced too much product for too long for them to not start taking some of it away. Yeah, I guess is the law, the short of it. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, that that is how capitalism works, right? They always need to yeah. be expanding into new markets. And that can mean um, having to create those new markets. So if you're someone who has a PlayStation 3 and you're happy with all those games and you don't give a fuck really about the new ones coming out, which is, you know, that's probably a fair amount of people, they need to make you into a market again, right? They need to make you into a consumer base again. So you know what? That PS3 is going to fucking go away one day. And unless... And this is where I, I get to a big part of my point here. Unless we do piracy, unless those things are emulated in a way that's, you know, probably not fucking legal, but has to happen, uh, they'll be fucking gone. Like, your beloved original version of, of Demon Souls could just be gone forever. Once PS... one, there, A day will come when PS3s just don't work anymore. And then you'll be very thankful that someone has... Um, has you know developed a, a PlayStation Three emulator, and you can, which which does exist, which is good, and you can play Demon Souls on there because that may be the only way that that is preserved, unless Sony decides, and the, it's up to them to decide if they think it'll somehow be profitable to preserve it in any way. There's no guarantees whatsoever. Ah, uh, I love I love gaming, <laughs> but it it's uh, like. Uh, isn't it fun hanging out with Yoshi and I Mario? I love hanging out with Yoshi and Mario. Uh, <laughs> it's, it speaks to um, a, a lot of the sort of warnings that a lot of people, myself included, were putting out there about uh, like things like Stadia and, and like the Game Pass and these like yeah. these services where you don't even own the game and trusting these companies who... I mean, major companies have... There's plenty of games that just, like, don't exist anymore because they weren't preserved. So trusting them to... to own the game instead of you and just let you have access to it, to me, seems fucking insane. You should not do that. If they don't think a game is making them money, they'll throw it in the fucking garbage. It doesn't matter to them. Um, Preservation of media is on us. These companies won't do it. If you care about this art form, you, you have to be a pirate. You, or at least you have to be pro piracy. Yeah, you gotta like. I mean, not not to be. I mean, not to sound like an old fogey. I've not. I've never not sounded felt more like an old fogey than I have over the past like 
I very fa- I, I feel very much my age for the first time in a while. Damn. Uh, uh, and in like honestly, it's a vibe. I'm totally like, it's it's been kind of great, but I'm about to sound kind of like a like an old fogey a little bit. Physical media, all of a sudden looking a little underrated. <laughs> Those of us who are weirdos and held on to some DVDs now, are we? Now that like we've got eight million different streaming services and like oh it's like yeah but all the movies are in one place it's like oh yeah yeah they are right now yeah uh, yeah yeah right now a lot of stuff all in one place but eventually those people are all just gonna start scrambling uh, and doing their own thing and well sure enough now we have NBC Peacock that's is a that thing. real Peacock Peacock it's the streaming service for NBC. Every- and it's just called because that's their symbol is is oh yeah i guess so yeah you need your nbc shows everyone's always saying that yeah no everyone fucking has one and hey guess what uh during netflix's like monopoly on the market years ago there was a pretty big lull in like piracy and file sharing and torrenting but guess what's making a fucking comeback because like hey this is (laughs) unless you're fucking loaded you just can't have all these subscriptions it would be completely uh, financially unfeasible so if you want to watch most shit guess where you're going you're you're going back to figuring out how this shit works a lot of a lot of young people today don't the seven c's yeah, you're going to the seven c's a lot of young people these days don't know how fucking torrents and shit work i've noticed like zoomers haven't really? yeah it's a big like gap in their knowledge i'm sure they're you know way technologically ahead of us in lots of other ways but they don't like get torrents mm-hmm. and stuff it's like well Time to learn, because you have to now. Uh, especially in... I don't know how it is in America, but in the UK, they've really clamped down on sites like Putlocker that just, like, stream pirated stuff. Really? Um, uh. So in the UK, it's I've found it's way easier to, to go to, like, torrent sites and get stuff that way now. Uh, you gotta learn yeah, how to do it. In general, it. it's always kind of been easier, I think, just to kind of straight torrent here. Yep. Plus, the quality's uh, better when you do that. If you care about that, it's yeah. way better. <laughs> and well, and then like you gotta really like I'm never I'm not getting Disney. I have mm-hmm. all I've ever all I've ever wanted was to just be able to watch The Simpsons whenever I want yeah. to. And like when it went to FXX, I I'm just like yeah sure. I'm like okay, what sure that's a thing. Of course, if I ever end up accidentally having cable. Which sometimes it's just like you live in a weird apartment building where they're just like you have cables in your rent. It's like, oh, okay, cool. put the box yeah, in there. Yeah, sick. <laughs> I watch, I'll watch The Simpsons. Otherwise, I always just, I used to have a, literally like a really shitty like thumb drive, um, but that at the time was decent because it had enough gigs for like five or six seasons worth of The Simpsons. Hell yeah. That just like. Like I'm not getting your Disney Plus shit, man. Speaking of, I need to re-download The Simpsons. Also, DVD from media, a thing that you have. God, I sound so old. You know what's funny? Um, old like NES cartridges. Um, you know their their internal uh, batteries and shit that work for uh like keeping the save files like a RAM thing. I'm not 100 percent sure what it is, but they 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 started dying years ago. But, um, yeah. with a bit of know-how, I think you can replace those. But it's one of those things where a lot of people aren't going to fucking know how to do that. So a lot of people are just going to throw yeah. them out. They're going to end up in a landfill. They're gone. Yeah, fuck Sony. Fuck all these companies. 
Fuck Sony. I'll say it again. The only people who are going to preserve the, the, the art that we love is going to be us. Never, ever, ever, ever trust these fucking ghouls. They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about the art. They don't give a shit about the artists. So it's on us. That's it. <laughs> I, was, I was just realizing I was trying to, like, sing, like, fake pirate flute music or something like that. This is definitely a song from SpongeBob SquarePants. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing one of those games. I was too old for the show. But I'm definitely going to make a video about... They go on strike in that show. I didn't know this until I got on Twitter and became the, like, labor guy. Now, all anyone does is, like, did you see the episode of SpongeBob SquarePants where... <laughs> SpongeBob people Krusty Krab Squidward is I, I've a barely people seen that show. Yeah. yeah, he's bass as fuck. I I have not seen a lot of SpongeBob SquarePants, but I know the chant. Uh, Krusty Krab is unfair. Mr. Krabs is in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, standing at the concession, plotting his oppression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched I watched it. Great episode, really funny. That show in general is really funny. We showed it to kids when I was a camp counselor. And I'm like, this shit's hilarious. And also one time I'm like, is this Slayer? And it turns out it was Slayer. Oh um God. Slayer was in an episode that was that was sweet. It's um, amazing. But uh SpongeBob rules. Yeah. I I'm sure it sucks now. I think it might still be running, but like old SpongeBob rules. It was very fu- it was very funny. And so I'm definitely gonna make a video about the the great Krusty Krab strike of two. Oh my god, fuck yes. All right. To talk about strikes. <laughs> All right. Keep an eye on Kyle's channel for that. Where can they find this beautiful channel, Kyle? Labor Kyle on tw- on Twitter and YouTube. Oh, fuck, fuck Twitter. I'm so sick of Twitter. I, on YouTube, <laughs> uh, I got a video about No Man's Sky uh, that actually ended up coming out. Um, that's done fairly well. It's really good. People are enjoying. Um, oh, thank you. I, uh, and I'll have another thing coming out soon that I've been working on that's going to be pretty easy going on uh, the politics of the band Comeback Kid. Canadians! Hey! They're Canadian. Uh, there's uh, one of a, a favorite band of mine in my youth. Um, that's a band that's still making music and by in my youth i mean i was around i, I remember when the first comeback kid record came out because i'm old now but it's uh really a really interesting band is sort of the spectral politics of them and i will it will be featuring music from a band that uh, i fucking love and who I just so happened to know a member of and who gave me permission to kind of remix some of their music. There's a band called Jillian Carter um, from the area. Uh, I don't know if he listens, but we're doing a lot of shout-outs today. Shout-outs to Bob. Shout-out to Bob. Bob fucking rules. Bob organizes work. Ooh, this is a pro-Bob podcast. Oh, yeah, Bob yeah. works ass. And also, Jillian Carter is one of the best bands making music in Florida. Uh, yeah, so uh, go to my YouTube channel to listen to Jillian Carter, I think is what I'm trying to say. Just kidding. Do both of those things, but separately. Where can people find you, Kay, and your video? That's really good, by the way. You can find me on Twitter at and Skittles and on Twitch at and Skittles, where I stream on weekends and... On YouTube at K and Skittles. Uh, 
yeah, I have a video out uh, about Judas and the Black Messiah. That's a sort of biopic slash dramatization of the murder of Fred Hampton. It's a really good, uh, really interesting movie, and I talk about it a bit. And um, there's going to be more stuff there too. Just you wait and see. Just you, just you, you sort of, you know, you sit there, you be good. We'll see what happens. Just you sit tight <laughs> and wait, and then we will come back and. Don't, don't move. No, don't fucking move. All right. Hey, don't, don't. Don't move. move. Hey. Still. <laughs> <laughs> if you move, if the pot, if you move, the podcast will explode. Yeah. If the podcast goes under eighty-eight miles an hour. <laughs> did you see that? Movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speed. Stupid fucking movie. All gamers are bastards. Ah, ravioli. Ah, mamma mia.